Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Tuesday, the 19th of October, and frankly, it is very late on Tuesday, the 19th of October. It has been a Tuesday. Uh, my apologies for dropping this as late as uh, as it is. Hey, thanks for, for listening today and uh, opening yourself to the gospel of uh, Jesus Christ. And wherever you are, whenever you're listening to this, it may well be Wednesday, Thursday. Hey, my love to you, uh, God's blessings to you. And uh, may you just be held in God's grace and uh, goodness today, okay? So today uh, we're back on a normal schedule, even though it's a memorial, and we'll talk just very briefly about the memorial. Uh, Again, all these individuals deserve far more than I can give them uh, time for. But uh, it is a memorial, but it's not a high feast day like yesterday. Yesterday was a high feast of one of the evangelists, St. Luke, so therefore we went off the schedule, in fact, went back in the schedule to Luke 10. Today we're back to Luke 12. And we're going to read Luke chapter 12, verses 35 to 38. So a pretty short gospel reading uh, to break open, okay? So let's break it open together and let's see uh, what the Holy Spirit has through us through Luke's writings. The gospel according to Luke. I read that and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what do I say here? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Gird your loins and light your lamps, and be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival, Amen, I say to you, he will gird himself, have them recline a table, and proceed to wait on them. And should he come in the second or third watch and find them prepared in this way, blessed are those servants. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So, uh, again, just let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about when this was written. I know when we started the Gospel of Luke, those many, many weeks ago, I talked about sources and, uh, and to whom he was writing and, uh, and the when. But just as a reminder, he probably, meaning Luke, wrote his Gospel, let's say 50-ish, five zero years after the uh, the crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension of Christ. So assuming all that happened circa 30 A.D., Luke is writing probably around 80 A.D. Why would that be important to today's readings? Because today's readings uh, are talking about, in, in one sense, not in every sense, but in one sense, the second coming of Christ, Right? Uh, He's saying, listen, gird your loins, light your lamps, be like servants who await their master's return, ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks. Blessed are those servants. And, you know, should he come in the second or third watch and he finds you prepared? Well, blessed, even more blessed are you, right? Because the first generation, those who knew Jesus, remember, that's why a lot of the Gospels were being written. They thought Jesus was coming back earlier. And when he wasn't, and those first generation, the, the Peters, uh, the, the, well, the disciples, uh, the, the, and not just the apostles, all the disciples, that generation was dying off. 
They wanted the story to continue to pass on to future generations. And so they were expectant at Christ's coming, but also perplexed that he hadn't. And so they were, they were encouraging this next generation of disciples, hey, even though he hasn't come back yet and we expected him to, and we know we see all this martyrdom going on and the persecution under Nero and, and the other Roman emperors and, and all this other stuff going on, um, keep heart. And, and we, they put these words of Jesus right in the gospel to remind them, hey, remember, the master who's away at the wedding feast, he's coming back. He's coming back. Uh, and so that just gives us a little bit of understanding of, again, who he's writing to and why, uh, and why this story would be very important to them. Now let's talk about us. Because it always has to come. And I praise God. The word of, of God is living. That, that, that the, the scripture wasn't just written just for those people, you know, in the year circa 80 AD. It's written for us. And, and, and is not just for us, but is alive to us. That's how good this is. So let's start with that first line. It is probably my favorite in the whole thing. Gird your loins and light your lamps. You know, I might just have to write that and put it on my refrigerator. That's how good it is. And I like the order it's in. I, if it were backwards, I'd be like, I think that's wrong. Light your lamps and gird your loins. Why do I say that? What's going on in my mind? Well, that's a, that's a mystery. But, but gird your loins to me is Jesus saying, you know what? Straighten up. Get ready for it. Um, gird yourselves because it's not going to be an easy road. It, it reminds me of Shakespeare, right? Uh, stick your courage or, or, or to the sticking place. Isn't that, what, what is it? Um, oh, gosh. See, I'm going to quote Shakespeare and then I screw it up. I, I'm going to sound so brilliant and here I, here I you know, blow it. But uh, in um, Macbeth, right? Uh, put your courage in the sticking point or whatever it is. He's basically saying, stand up tall and, uh, and stand strong. In, in much less eloquent, you know, <laughs> I'll use REM, stand in the place where you live. If bushes were trees, the trees would be fallen, okay? Root yourself, stand, stand strong, gird yourself. Why? Because you got to light your lamps. Because when you light your lamp, you're going to face opposition. When you light your lamp, do you know who will look and attract attention? You know, not only that emperor back then, but all those people right now who like the darkness a lot better than the light. Not that they, that, that they won't like you because of it, but they like living in that darkened area. And if we bring the light of Jesus Christ, uh, they have a mirror held up, and they may not like that. And therefore, will uh, and can. I won't say will. That's, that's not fair. Many of them will come to look at that and say, that's what light looks like. Praise God. And, and step out into the light. But others may say, I prefer the darkness to light, right? John's gospel says that clearly. You know, when uh, in the beginning was the word and the word was God. Hey, 
that, that the light of the world came into the world, but the people preferred darkness to light. And, uh, and that's what we're called to do. We're called, my friends, to strengthen ourselves. How do we do that? By remembering who our security is first. I, again, I'm not always going to say go back to prayer. Go back to prayer and let our God remind you of who you are. Let him remind you of, of how good you are, of how loved you are. Uh, let him remind you of your rootedness, uh, that, that this church is much bigger than you and me. Praise God for that. And uh, a 56-year-old minister can come and go, but the church of God will remain. Amen. And, uh, and we just got to remember that so we remember the ground upon which we stand. And then, once we know that, once we experience that, once we feel that, once we know it, not in our head, just in our head, but our heart, then we can stand. Then we can stand where we are. And we can take those headwinds. But without it, man, we are reed swaying in the wind, aren't we? Um, so gird yourself. Gird your loins. And then light your lamps. And that's being who God created you to be with the voice he gave you to be, to have, uh, to live uh, in your language, in your space, in your way, as he invited you to do with the mission he gives you, not the mission he gives me. I love that line. I gave it to you two weeks ago. The saints are to be admired, not imitated, in the best sense of that word. Of course, we imitate them too. But, but, but I, I don't, I'm not a carbon copy of... Uh, St. Luke, or I'm not a carbon copy of, of uh, Teresa of Avila. I'm me in this generation now and how I live that. And to the extent that I do live that, it allows other people to live who they are. It gives them permission to do so. And in so doing, they give glory to God. Brothers and sisters, gird your loins. This is a battle we're in. Don't expect it to be less. If we expect the world to come to us and slap us on the back and say, how fantastic, you're taking a stand for this, that, or the other thing, or you're taking a stand for, for goodness or the poor or, or whatever, or you're asking questions about justice, don't expect people to say, that's fantastic. Some will. But expect others to say, what's wrong with you? Did you, did you eat a bad meal last night? You falling in with the wrong crowd? You a holy roller now? What's going on? The headwinds will come. They'll come from some directions that you know. They'll come from some places you don't. Those are the hard ones. The ones unexpected. Stand strong. Remember who you are. Remember whose you are. Let your light shine. Be like servants who await their master's return from a wedding. What a great analogy. That our God is in the banquet, our, you know, our Savior is in the banquet right now, the feast, and he's coming back and ready to open immediately when he comes and knocks because he's going to. We talked about that before. Our God continues to come. And blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Brothers and sisters, I want to say this because it's important. You know, in Advent, let me use this example. Maybe a bad one, but, but I'm going to use it. It just came to mind. In Advent, we, we await, we prepare for Christ's coming, right? And that idea that, that Christ comes in, in one of three, that, that coming is, is a threefold coming, I guess is a better way to say that. One is at his birth uh, in Bethlehem 
of those 2,000 years ago in a very real way. One of them is at the end of time, which we await the coming of God. Both true, both true. But if all we are are people in the middle, then really, what reason have we to be awake? We're really kind of um, part of an audience, right? Who saw what happened at the beginning, who's waiting for what happened at the end, but we're just kind of here in the middle, just kind of waiting. But that's the third arrival, is the inbreaking of grace. It doesn't just happen 2,000 years ago in Bethlehem. The inbreaking of grace doesn't just happen whenever Christ's second coming arrives. It happens today, right where you are and right where I am. And if we are not looking, we will miss it. We will miss it. And we can't afford to do that. Brothers and sisters, you know this. And that's the third uh, uh, arrival that we prepare for with Advent is Christ being born now in our hearts, in our moment, in this world, in this time. That grace breaks into this present moment now. And if we are prepared, we are blessed. Amen, I say to you, okay, blessed are those servants whom the master finds vigilant on his arrival. Are we blessed because God's like, hey, good job, Joe. You were waiting for me and you, and you, you saw me coming and, and I like you more because of it now. You're blessed. Good. No. No, in fact, I think that's all too often. I think that's how we take that. No. Why are we blessed? Because we are opening and connecting with the presence of God. What more blessing is there? It's because we are united. When that inbreaking of grace comes and we open ourselves to it, we are taken up in its effects. We are communing, I guess is the best way to say it, with grace itself, capital G, capital I. And that is its own blessing. And if that grace doesn't come when we expect, and it comes maybe in the second watch, which is like nine to midnight, or the third watch, which is midnight to three in the morning, if God comes at unexpected times, which he will, and in unexpected ways, which he does. Blessed are we who are prepared. How do we prepare? I go back to prayer, brothers and sisters. I go back to, Lord, open my eyes that I might see. Open my mind that I might understand. Open my ears that I might hear. Open my heart, because that's how you speak to me, right? God, I can't do it. I can't do it. But you can. You recognize yourself. And you're already in me. So help me to say yes. And, and doesn't it really always come back to that? I think it does. Help me just to say yes. I think that's all it needs is my consent. I want to see you. I desire to see you. I don't want to just be sitting in a play in the audience, having seen the first act of the birth in Bethlehem and awaiting the last act for the arrival back and just putting up with the middle. Right now, the action is happening. It's happening within, among, and around us. All we need to do, my friends, is say yes. As Paul reminds us in that wonderful reading we hear every year on Ash Wednesday, right, where he's writing in 2 Corinthians, 
I appeal to you, now this is Paul's words, we appeal to you not to receive the grace of God in vain, for he says, in an acceptable time I heard you, and on the day of salvation I helped you. Behold, now is a very acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Now. Not then. Not before. Now. So what memorial is it today, my friends? It is the memorial of Saints Isaac Jogues, Jean de Brebeuf, and Companions. Now, I apologize to Isaac Jogues and certainly Jean de Brebeuf for saying their French names in a very English way, in a very Wisconsin English way, which I'm sure was terrible. But ultimately, long story short, is Isaac, Jean, and Companions were Jesuits, in the 17th century, who came over and their mission was to um, uh, live among the Huron Indians and uh, bring the gospel to them. And that's what they did. Uh, Unfortunately, the Hurons had a natural enemy in the Iroquois, and the Iroquois would often attack them. And uh, any converts they would kill, they would take the Jesuits prisoner and have them watch their converts killed in front of them. The, the Jesuits themselves would be tortured. Isaac himself lived among in for, I want to say, a year and a half or so uh, in uh, custody of the Iroquois, being tortured, and ha- fingers being burned and chopped off and, and cut off and things like that. He eventually was set free through the Dutch. He went back to France. And um, uh, the zeal for the Huron Indian uh, native peoples continued within him, and he came back. To them, and uh, and ultimately in the year 1649 was martyred. Uh, not only he, but uh, Jean de Brebeuf and a number of the other uh, Jesuits. And their stories are inspiring and beautiful. But I think what they invite us to, brothers and sisters, is: Is there anything in my life for which I would stand up that strongly for and stand with those people? Uh, even to the point of my blood being shed or my life being threatened. Um, they, they did. They saw the gospel as, as that important. Um, may we see the gospel. May we see uh, those people out there who long for the gospel. And may our hearts burn with the same zeal they did and the same courage they did and the same love for, for those people. Uh, in this case, the Hurons. Um, may, may we love them as, as much and step and stand with them as much, regardless of the consequences for us. That we have to, you know, put our courage to the sticking place as well and gird our loins and, uh, and let God take care of the rest. Um, may they pray for us, these saints and companions. Let's pray, brothers and sisters. So we begin, as always, uh, just trusting our God with whatever is going on in our hearts, uh, in those lives around us. Trust that he's got it. He's there already, okay? And maybe we can let go. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. The second glorious mystery, the ascension of Christ. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Saints Isaac Jogues, Jean de Brouf, de Brebeuf, and companions, pray for us. My friends, bless you. Uh, thanks for being present today and breaking open God's word with me. And I look forward to us being back together again tomorrow, sooner than later, uh, and doing this all once again. God's peace.